Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. I am fired up today, A. Howard. You are. What's shaking in your world? Not you didn't a do a sound lot. check. Am I too loud? You feel good well, about it? Well, I probably have to turn you down you after that. You got the headset on. You're you feel screaming. Good about, you feel good about the volume? <laughs> You're always loud. Allie's on it's the podcast thing. and producing it at the same time. And if you were to see this, which you're never going to see this, but she's made these like notes. If you wonder why I've never stumbled on a name in the last several episodes, A. Howard in the His House. What's up? I just dropped a His House, by the way. That's mm, weird. That was weird. We, maybe yeah. we can cut that out. No, we don't <laughs> cut that out. Not. He'll probably have an echo. Our our uh, sound effects guy. His Allie. house. His house. His Le- house. Allie. His house. His house. Let's focus. Sorry. I have. I want. I want updates. Okay. You you took off like a month. It was a week. It felt like a month. <laughs> Holy cow! Allie has become such an integral part of our business that when she was gone, I'm like, I'll never forget. I walked around the corner. You weren't there. I came back. I'm like, when is she coming back? You had been gone like two days. I'm like, what the heck? Anyways, uh, you were out west. I was out west. You did the like the pioneer ways, like uh, <laughs> Oklahoma, what's that uh, Oklahoma Trail? No, what's that? Oh shoot, you would not know this. It's the video game we played in middle school. The Oregon Trail. Come on, Get carried away on the Who Snake knows River. It? Ooh, someone's drowning in fun. Other uh, great attractions. Steve's already inserted snake into bites, the- hypothermia, and look, a buffalo stampede. Yeehaw! Anyways, it was a great like eight bit game. You played on your. I think thing. I know what you're talking about. It was a computer game, like Oklahoma Trail. I can't I'm, think I'm, of the name of it. Oh, the Oregon Trail. Anyways, I loved it. You'd kill the buffalo. You'd get points for it. You'd put it in, and then like, and then it'd be like, you died. Like Indian tribe killed mm. you. Anyways, it was great. No buffalo were harmed during the making of this podcast. That's fun. Yeah, I was out west. We went to Yellowstone mm. first time out there, and I didn't realize. I didn't do a ton of research before. I was the person on the trip that was like, what time do I show up to the airport? And I had no idea how big it was. Like, I knew it was a big national park, but it is like miles and miles and miles. And we had to drive it, like a good chunk of it. I think the loop itself is like 150 miles or something like that. So it was awesome. But there was so much to see. I have to go back. It's those, when I go to national parks, I've never been into Yellowstone. But I've had the privilege of being in Bryce or Zion. Mm-hmm. I've had those. I did those. I, I say I did those. I mean, I, I was there for like a day. You, know, you did them. I didn't do them. <laughs> Grand Canyon. I mean, things like that. You just realize how big the United States is. And then you also realize how, and it's going to sound a little weird and morbid, but like how real insignificant we are. I mean, yeah. the, I mean that, that's like millions of years we have, we, like, we're, what, on this earth? I'll be on this earth for 105. I'm, I'm calling 105? Yeah, I'm going to go for okay. 105. I want to be the oldest I'm guy. I'm shooting for, a, like, a good 92. That's good. That's a good age. That's our planning end, end date. Is that where you got that? I just feel like if I'm pushing 100 and I don't make it to 100, I'll be really mad. I want to like, run a half marathon over the age of 100. Some guy just did it at 92. It was, like, a world record. I'm like, 92, really? That seems like, you know, there's got to be a 93 or 94-year-old out there running. Not to call you out, but you just told me you got hurt playing pickleball. Yeah, you can call me out. you got to start strengthening up if you're going to run marathons at a hundo. I basically, and for JP listening to this, I've pretty much given up anything that goes in a non- 
linear movement. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm done. Like I'm done. I I, I really enjoyed pickleball. Mm-hmm. There is a disconnect between what my brain wants to do and what my body can do. And so, I mean, I you have to understand. I've ra- I've gone back and forth about this. I loved it. I'm a I'm an avid table tennis guy. Love it. Right. I'm undefeated in the basement. You haven't beat me. I'll admit it. I, Allie, I crushed you. Let's come on. All right. I mean, come I, on. <laughs> I Logan's start, good competition. I'm going to start practicing. He, I think he snuck a game in. Party. He snuck a game in last time. Yeah, I, I think mean, he did. He, he always catches me when I'm like three or four glasses of wine in. Uh-huh. I mean, he's like, come on, Q, let's play now. Anyways, uh, he's not here to defend himself, but he <laughs> will, I'm certain, in the next episode. All right. Uh, today's episode sponsored by Jewel Financial. Many of you, and we love it, are checking out our website, Probably for the first time, underneath services, there's a wealth development tab. This is for you, listeners of of DIY Money. For well, let me take a step back. If you're approaching retirement and you listen to this, because we do have a lot of folks that are in that camp. In fact, I think we have a question coming up uh, in the next couple episodes, very similar. So, if that's your camp and you want to talk to us, feel free. You know, that's what the entire Jewel Financial business is for. But the folks out there that are younger maybe building wealth right now, and you have a complex situation. And a complex situation isn't, hey, I want to open a Vanguard account and start an index fund. That's not really complex. We're happy to help, right? We point you in the right direction. But what I mean by that is someone who's got maybe some unique options, like stock options, or they've accumulated wealth, and they're to the point where it's like, ah, I don't really know what to do here, and the next steps, am I doing the right things? That's an area for you to check out, Wealth Development Program, underneath Jewel Financial Service tab. Schedule a meeting. There's a little form you can fill out, and we're happy to chat with you further. Also, we're continuously looking for questions. Love the questions that's been coming in. If we're not getting to your question, be patient. The queue is filling up. I love it. Juniors always bump to the top. Keep the questions under a minute. Send those questions to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Hit us up on social, DIY Money Podcast. And obviously, not obviously, but if you're on Twitter, hit me up at at Quint Tatro. Obviously. Obviously. If you're on the X, actually, it's X now, right? It's X. All right. We got a good, we got a really unique question, but it hits home for me. I can speak to this uh, specifically and uh, personally. So it's from Josh. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, y'all. This is Josh from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, big fan of the show. Uh, back and forth to Kentucky a lot, so I listen to it on my road trips. My question for you today is about real estate syndicates. This seems like a really good way to get involved with real estate without having to worry about manage the property and stuff. So are they legitimate? Uh, how do you join? And where can you find a good syndicate to join? And that's my question. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You know, we're going to visit, um, my son is going to visit Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia in a couple weeks. How do you feel about that? Oh, I love it. Okay. Oh, I thought no, you'd no, be no. like, oh, blue, blue, what's he doing? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I, 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 in fact, unless he, I think if he gets uh, the ability to swim at a very high level, mm-hmm. I think he would actually prefer to go to Kentucky. Okay, uh, that because it's a good program. It's it's you know hopefully on the come up with the, some new coaching staff, et cetera, on the men's side. Women's side is very strong. Has been notoriously strong. So I think if he were to swim at that level, he would prefer to be at Kentucky. Uh, but if he doesn't, and he and he decides to just kind of 
just go a kid route. Like, I'm just going to go to college. I think he really wants to go to a big school, loves the football games. I mean, we tailgate. You know, he loves those, et cetera. All right. So, Josh, I'll be in your neck of the woods soon. What are you doing coming back and forth to Kentucky? I'm curious about that. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Okay. Josh, uh, first of all, syndicate. So let's talk about this. Many people ask about buying residential or commercial, well, not so commercial, but real estate. Like, I want to get involved in real estate. I want to get passive income, yada, yada, yada. And then I always typically relate the horror stories I had as a residential landlord and saying how the first time I had to fix a, or not fix, suck up two feet of water on a Sunday night instead of sitting on the couch and watching the football game, I realized very quickly I was not interested at all in being a landlord. And then icing on the cake was I remember evicting like a single mom. I mean, she had the terrible sob stories, but at the end of the day, she didn't pay rent. Like, And I had to evict her. It was awful. And then she trashed the place. It was so frustrating. So there's a lot of things that come with real estate that people don't understand. It's glamorized on the internet. Oh, uh, my real estate portfolio, and we got all these rentals, and this is wonderful. You don't, they're never going to put a picture up of them unclogging a toilet or taking somebody to court or moving crap out into the street or whatever. They're just not going to do it. I wish they would. So what is a syndicate? Well, a syndicate is a pool of assets, typically through like a private placement, most of the time for accredited investors. Now, there are some loopholes to that. You have some ability, I think, through the Internet. There's some unique ways to maybe buy into, you know, kind of almost like REITs. They're not necessarily REITs because you're supposed to own the property outright. That's a good distinction. But nonetheless, um, it's a method by which you can own physical real estate with other investors and not have to actually manage the property. Now, the first question Josh said is, are they legit? That is like asking, are all stocks legit? Meaning there are a lot of individual companies that have publicly traded shares or stocks that I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. There are many that I'm an avid buyer of and invest in every day. And then obviously you have index funds, et cetera. But I'm talking about individual stocks specifically. So it's hard to look look at it and say, well, is this legit? Because some are not going to be legit. Some are going to be terrible, like outright frauds. I mean, historically, you've seen that in many syndicates out there, not just in the real estate market, but across the board. But others are going to be great. I personally have invested in, I, I traditionally haven't just called them syndicates. I just call them kind of limited partnerships because that's what I am considered. I'm a limited partner in a bigger investment pool. I guess you could call it a syndicate. I've invested in two. Now, let me tell you my personal parameters. I don't think I've ever discussed this on air. I have a funnel of personal parameters before I invest in something that they have to meet. And I'm going to just tell you a few of them. The first is, and this is simple, is opportunity cost. Meaning, is it something that it's an opportunity, and it's going to yield me a return, but it's not as good as my S&P 500 fund, or it's not as good as my you know, individual company that I'm investing in, or what have you. Okay, so, so there's just that general, like, where is my capital going to be treated best? But let's say it meets that threshold. That would be the only reason I would ever look at something like that, right? So let's say that somebody comes along. So I'll talk about one. I've invested in an organization with an organization that has been in the hotel business for like 30 some years. The father started it, uh, invests in, you know, rehabs, buys, builds hotels across, you know, basically this geographic region. 
His sons now have sort of taken this over. And a few years ago, I invested a small amount of money, not a massive amount of money, in our in in a Hilton. They they were building a Hilton. It's actually right around the corner. I see it every day. I love to see it. I love to see the parking lot full. I've never stepped foot in it. I, I don't even know what it looks like inside. But they came to me uh, through you know mutual acquaintances. That's the first thing is reputable, etc. But uh, I I went it through this funnel. Am I going to get hurt if I lose every dollar that I put in? Is it going to significantly hurt me or hurt my longer term plan? Okay, if it is, I don't want a part of it. Is it something I could walk away from or just up and leave if I needed to? Meaning I'm not tied to the, to the long-term success. I'm not managing it, okay? The third is, does the organization or the individuals have a track record of success? If they do, that's, that's great. If they do not, I'm not investing in somebody who's just getting this started. I'm not investing in my buddy who's putting together a group of people to buy an apartment complex and he's never done it. I have no desire. And the fourth, and this is probably the weirdest but most important to me, is do they need my capital to make the deal successful? This is weird to say, but if they really need it, like if it's not going to work without my capital, I don't want to be part of it. If, if they have such demand that whether Quint invests or not, it's going to get done, then that's my final litmus test. Hmm. So if it meets all those four criteria, I consider invest. Oh, one is time, but that's kind of a given now. That might even be first. It's going to take time away from my family or anything else I'm pursuing. Uh, that's actually at the top. Let's put that all the way at the top. So those five criteria is what I measure. Now, I've participated in two different, quote, syndicates. One in the hotel space, and I've done three different hotels with them. A uh, Hilton, um, goodness, and uh, Marriott coming up, and then some other one. Staybridge, Staybridge Suites. So all good. All have been good. The transparency's there. Communication's there. They have a history in 30-plus years. The other is a, a, a colleague or a friend of mine that I know who has been in the residential space for a very long period of time, put a syndicate together for something like 100-plus uh, properties on UK campus, and I participated in that. I don't even know where they are. Like, I don't, if you were to say, is that a property you own? I have no idea. Like, I don't, and I don't need to know. I know that I get a nice return every every month. I don't need to know it. So I would say that the number one thing for you, Josh, is create your funnel and start checking boxes if if this is what you're looking into. If you are doing this, and now why am I doing this? At the end of the day, I'm doing this to diversify my portfolio. Like I already have su sufficient retirement funds. I have sufficient investments. I have no debt. I have commercial real estate, you know, the building we're in, another building. So these assets are out there. This is just to, to supplement other things I'm doing for additional passive income. We'd like to invite you to stay in one of our suites. But they have to meet the criteria. If they don't, I won't do it. What say you, Allie? That's really good. I have a couple things just to clean up and and clarify. When you talk about an accredited investor, let me talk about what that means. So typically that's someone with earned income over $200,000 or if you're married $300,000 for two consecutive years and an expectation that in the current year you will also meet that requirement. Or they have net worth over a million or they hold some sort of certification, Series 7, 65, etc., like you said, sometimes they're offered to sophisticated investors as well. But a lot of times that accredited investors makes this kind of a hard thing to get involved in. And then I'll also add 
I don't have a ton of experience with this hands-on, but from a textbook perspective, I can look at this kind of what you were saying with opportunity cost. I think what's important is to look at the risk associated with this and see, does this fit in my financial plan? Because like you said, you want to find syndicators that you can trust to partner with. So if you're just going out and looking, I don't think it's a great idea to just find a deal somewhere online and say, oh, this probably will work out. You want to make sure that you're investing with people that you trust to manage that risk, but also make sure, as you said, Quint, real estate fluctuates a little bit more. Are you okay if you lose all of this? How have you balanced that within your full scope of your plan? And if it makes sense, fantastic. Find a great syndicator, network with other investors, be really informed with what you're buying. And then if that makes sense, go for it. And uh, I explained to you that there was the possibility you might have to take some kind of loss. Yeah. I think I want my money back. Um, I think that my ongoing evaluation of something like this comes down to obviously performance, return, etc. But also communication and transparency. Uh, Both entities i actually there's one other that i thought of that was kind of fun many people may be very surprised at this but years ago with a partner who's been in the horse business for like 50 some years i did participate in a horse syndicate as well those are very common around here just so people are like what you bought a you know they're very common in horse capital of the world and we own a mare and that mare you know is covered by stallions we sell the yearlings and the only all of the criteria was met all of them every single one of them was met and in addition to that since the very beginning the communication transparency and sort of record keeping of that has been fantastic i love that so that's that's my ongoing like is this going to work or not so right. so i said i did 3 hotels i've done 3 deals with this individual group and and we're not talking massive amounts of money. I mean, I really want to clarify that. Like, it's all relative, but we're not talking about a massive percentage of, of money here. So so it's I'm not just throwing caution to the wind and taking huge per- portfolio percentages. But the on, I mean, there's a portal. There's ongoing communication. I can look back at any time. Now, I have all the data. I'm keeping it as well. I'm keeping the return. You know, I'm, I'm having that on my side. But I could go in at any moment in time and see exactly how it's done, what it's done, et cetera. They give industry updates. They give constant updates about, you know, what's happening with these specific hotels. I love it. It's fantastic. And so to the degree that it doesn't give me an oversized position in illiquid hotel, you know, hotel investments, um, I'll continue to do that. I, I will continue. Now, if it gets to the point where it's too much compared to overall portfolio value, I won't. I'll stop. So it's uh, I like it, but it's not for everybody for sure. That's my – but I will say create a funnel, whatever it may be. Feel free to steal mine and use this in, and use it as you evaluate any sort of investment in my personal opinion. Anything else? I think that's it. That was great. We went a little long on that one, but I feel like it's a good subject matter. Probably provide, hopefully provided some value, not just for you, Josh, but to a lot of folks out there. We'll send you $25 Amazon gift card for that question. All he did was send us a question to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so wisely. And then do it for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.